0: Okay, awesome. Hi birthday, girl. Hello, hello. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I made myself a
1: cake this morning and then I went and got beer and here I am.
0: <laughs> okay, well shit. What time is it? It's like six over there or four.
1: Uh it's four.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did the time change. I think only Hawaii did a time change or like this hemisphere did it because we used to be three hours apart and now we're two that's weird yeah oh well I mean Mm. I work in I work in all uh all the time zones so it's always me just like double checking google calendar (laughs) but what actual time is it (laughs) yeah I was like shit I don't even know but anyway yeah happy birthday and I'm so glad you could get on the call with me we'll just do yeah a quick intro and I'm super excited so hey guys, welcome back to a humble whore. I have Stephanie on the call with me, and it's really funny because we actually met uh, maybe a month before I had moved out to Hawaii. It was that weekend almost I was gonna be leaving for Hawaii, and it was one of our mutual friends' birthdays, and I knew nobody at her party. so she had told me a lot about you and she's like, yeah, I have this friend. We go to the like we work together and everything, and she's really nice and So it was like you and another one of the friends, Patrick, maybe was his name. Uh, Or was that his name? Who were we talking to that night? Eric.
1: Eric. Eric. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking
0: Patrick. He looks like one. But yeah, I didn't know anyone at this party. And then, you know, finally, you and I kind of just gravitated towards each other. And all like the whole night, we just ended up talking about like sex and everything. And then I made this podcast. So I was like, I have to call her and get her on here. So introduce yourself, tell me about yourself, and yeah. Yeah,
1: so well that pretty much uh, brings my intro. So I'm Stephanie, and um, I feel like I've had a varied past. I feel very well prepared to talk about my experiences for you and uh, see what dirt we can dig
0: up. Well, yeah, you're from California, right?
1: Or where did you grow up? So originally, I'm from California. I was raised in San Diego, but I'm a military brat. So like, who knows what home is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I lived in California. I've lived in Arizona. I lived in Oklahoma. And now I'm back in California. So I've really kind of had a quite
0: a range of experiences
1: uh, within those Mm -hmm. time frames.
0: I grew up in the same t- like city my entire life. Yeah, I was like, move your hair just a little bit. I hear the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up in the same uh, city my entire life. And so did Maya. So I think it's always interesting um, meeting people who really got to move around and meet have other friends. Like, did you like moving around that much? I, I do, because I get bored after about like two
1: years. So every two years, whether it's moving to a different apartment in the same city or just moving to a brand new city, like I need change and I need something to move. So um, yeah, it's sad to leave friends, but the joys of the internet—they're never really gone. So <laughs> it wasn't like a hardship to to leave them. And then I think just as someone who was in the military it's just kind of expected that they're going to leave so Mm -hmm. you make really tight friendships but then also you're like okay have fun in Japan bye (laughs) and then you just make new ones so um, yeah obviously making new friends is terrifying every single time you do it but you always land in a good place at least I have
0: That's good. Here, wait, one more request. Okay. I think it's your jacket now that it's like hitting the mic. (laughs) It's okay. No, I think there's always just been, there's always some type of like minor complication just because everything's remote, everything. I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to do it with somebody who is with me because I Mm -hmm. would, just the software I use. But anyway, um, I think today's topic we really wanted to talk about is just, I want to hear more about your Uh, polyamorous situations how you even kind of got started into that like maybe your best stories your worst stories and just your take on polyamory
1: so polyamory is kind of a broad term to describe a lot of different things so there's no wrong way to do polyamory um, unless your version of polyamory is cheating So the the whole point of polyamory is to like, have open communication, everyone's aware of everything. So if you start hiding stuff, that's like not good polyamory etiquette. So that's just kind of my blanket statement on poly. Um, Some people are really good with just like two partners. Some people have networks and Google shared calendars and (laughs) they figure it out. but uh, my specific situation is that I am considered a unicorn in the poly world, as that I am a bisexual female who prefers to date a married heterosexual couple. So uh-huh. that I I did that I did that for about fifteen months. I want to say I was the unicorn. Um, not a not a, <laughs> that's not something that is for everyone because it is
0: you have to talk a lot yeah and And you said oh you said specifically married not relationships right so i specifically
1: at least my in my um instance i was dating a married couple um i also probably would have been open to um dating some a couple that was dating but I preferred the married aspect of it um, solely because I personally did not want to be the sole focus of a relationship. So knowing that they were married and like they were committed made it easier for me to have a more meaningful relationship.
0: Okay, and why is it that you in your instance don't really want to be that, that focus?
1: Um, I think just at that time, I was just one year out of uh, my divorce. So I was mm-hmm. really just like, I don't want a relationship. I don't even want to try. Like, this is already something that like I can easily slide into and they already have their relationship is solid. So like, I'm not trying to also build a relationship, but I'm just like there for the fun.
0: Yeah, no, one of my friends, Morgan, I have her on quite a bit. Um, she... Like loves to her big thing is friends with benefits is like her favorite because you know that there's an end date you know kind of what the situation is so you feel right. like you can go into it with that much more certainty mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's definitely um I had specifically in that relationship I was um working with the husband at my job and like mm-hmm. we had started talking and like it was never brought up I was like okay he was never like hey my wife and I do this thing would you like to join us it was just kind of a natural evolution of like I was new to the area and like we were like hey like I like beer you like beer let's hang out (laughs) and then um, just slowly over time probably over the course of eight nine months of just like hanging out as friends and then like meeting his wife and then hanging out with like both of them at the same time it just kind of naturally evolved into this thing of oh we would like you in our relationship as well.
0: Yeah, I always kind of wonder, I mean, I love hearing about how just uh, monogamous couples meet each other or, you know, your current like side dick or something, how people meet mm-hmm. one another and how it evolves. But then it's, it's such a different territory to me uh, when it comes to you have an established relationship or maybe you as a person, since you're the unicorn, you don't, and then entering into an established relationship. Because of course, everyone knows we have Tinder, we have all those uh, dating and meeting apps, and people are very explicitly like, I want a unicorn. Uh, But when it comes to navigating it in just a very natural element, I think that's really cool that that was able to manifest itself in such a seemingly easy way.
1: Right. And I mean, it really was like, it just happened naturally. And it was like we talked about it extensively and like set all of our boundaries and said, this is what I want. And then they said, this is what we want. And then all of our things aligned and it worked a lot better that way. Um, I would be very turned off if I had to go through like Tinder or Bumble or whatever. And someone's like, I'm looking for a girl that me and my girlfriend can fuck. Cause like, that's just that, I don't know, that just wasn't what I was looking for at the time. I wanted a deep emotional connection with someone, but also
0: I I didn't want to have like a full blown relationship at that point. Hmm. I think I would almost prefer, I mean, I definitely want deep and emotional, but I want like Dick's deep and emotional inside me. Inside and then, me. you know, like my tongue deep and emotional inside of her, or, you know, just like different, right.
1: <laughs> different right. types. And I think it's just like part of my, I guess, um, orientation. I don't know what it is, but like, I fall in love with people's personalities. Yeah. And so it's just like, as, because we started off at that friend level first and I was not interested in them sexually, that like, it helps build that really great foundation that everyone always talks about. <laughs> and then, um, you know, sliding into their bed to have threesomes every weekend. So it was really great. <laughs>
0: No, I, I almost am a little jealous because when I was single, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do all this sh- freaky shit, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> you know, I had my fair share of like hookups or whatever it was. And I think like they're great stories, but I really, the times where I've added people into the bedroom, it's mainly been like Maddie watching as she's like blacked out drunk and like breathing heavy and being like, oh yeah, like just pull her kneecaps <laughs> and we're like, yeah, okay, that's not the right body part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she like passing out on the bed drunk and like all these things so I don't I've never had a a moment where it's like okay we're all consenting to like being in all physically involved and Mm -hmm. you know having it be a really grand time so right kudos to you (laughs) I'll live through you yeah and I
1: I've had like they're my most recent like threesome Mm -hmm. escapade but I did have um I have done um a female like an all-female threesome That's when my I dream. still oh, they're lovely um <laughs> that was that was way early like that was like the beginning of my sexual revolution before I was married before anything else and you know I just plopped into a all-female threesome and it was just it was great
0: <laughs> no that sounds so nice but one thing I did debunk and I talked about this in my last episode is that I assumed, as like many uh, people, I guess, that uh, female and female would be a lot more sensual, like 100% out of the time. For me, it was very transactional. And I think that was partly because, you know, half the women that I hooked up with, they were new to the scene as well, are like, this is my first encounter. Like, I've never licked anything except for like, Mm -hmm. I've just made out with a girl, that type of thing. And I get it. Everyone deserves a break. It's something you have to kind of uh, come into yourself. But even those who I were with I was like a little bit more experienced, it still seemed pretty transactional. So I think I'm more on like a case by case, but I also didn't try to build that emotional connection before I was like, okay, let's just fucking do it. Like you're horny. I'm horny. And like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that, that it's like, I
1: like you, you like me. There we go.
0: <laughs> one plus one is, two like (laughs) or one plus two is three three. I don't know (laughs) okay yeah let me think so I want to hear what's what maybe not talk about like your worst experience what about like a funny any type of like awkward situations that you've run into or okay so (laughs) um
1: so because I was friends with the husband in this relationship first. Like I knew him better first and mm-hmm. relationships all have their different tracks. Like you're not going to emotionally connect with someone the instant you meet them. Like, you know, it's got to, you got to, got to communicate for a while. Um, and so I just remember the very first time that we had, like, you have to talk it out for everything. Right. So the very first time that me, the husband and the wife talked about the first time that me and the husband would fuck. Like we had Ah. to schedule it out because like, obviously he's married, he had kids, he had jobs, like other commitments. And so we essentially had to schedule the first time we fucked (laughs) and it's just a very strange situation to like sit around the kitchen table and be like okay I'm free from 8 to you know 10 30 on Friday night and they're like well the kids have baseball from you know 6 to 10 so like maybe how about Saturday morning and you just have to schedule and so it doesn't necessarily take away from the you know the first time whatever's but I remember going over to their house and mm. I was in full like lingerie <laughs> under yeah. my clothes because I, I knew, I knew that I was going to get dick. And so I'm in just like soccer shorts and this big baggy over shirt, but underneath yeah. like a full corset Bam. and garters yeah. and just like the whole situation. And I just remember like walking into their front door and saying hi to their kids. And then it's like, hey, <laughs> me and your dad are going to go in the back room We'll be back. <laughs> so, just oh situations like that that you have to work around that you don't even think about until you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm gonna go schedule sex.
0: Yeah. So, it's like, so how was the ba- kids' baseball game last night? You know, like, bid for us. Like, and I, I mean, I have to schedule my sex out as it is anyway because he works long hours. He's not mm-hmm. always like ready for it or, like you know, like, he's fucking tired. And so we have like what I call on and off days. And sadly, I think today's an off day, but yeah, we, we have this unspoken of schedule. Maybe it's like not Mm -hmm. on our calendars or anything, but I think that's one thing that you've realized as you get older is like, it's okay to schedule things because like, you're fucking busy. Like you have a life and sometimes you just need to know where that person gets to slide their dick or like slide their mouth like pussy under your face and it needs to be written down and you have to like you it has to have an alarm on it Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely
1: agree I love scheduling things like it's perfect because I know when I need to like fully shave I like all of those things to get ready versus just springing on me it's it's
0: preferable sometimes to just know back when I was doing distance and I only, we only got to see each other once throughout that year that, um, or maybe I guess it was twice, but really once uh, that we got to see each other throughout that year, we did distance. Um, it had been at one point, you know, like four or seven months without any dick. And so my pH balance finally leveled itself. Like the pussy no longer smelled horrendous. Mm-hmm. And cause he doesn't know what the fuck pulling out means. He's like pulling out who she never heard of her anyway. Right. So It was maybe a week before he came to visit me and I swear, like she knew, like my body was like, Oh, it's gold time. So it just like did this whole cleaning routine, but that bitch was messy. And I just remember sitting at my friend's house and being like, and be like, Oh no, she knows like it's time. (laughs) So uh, my body has a weird way of like knowing when uh, I get dick, if it's been a long time. But also one thing I noticed was my first female partner Never got sick. I was with her for three months. My skin glowing, like never got sick. She was sick the entire time we were dating. So maybe that's on me, but I felt great. And then as soon as I went back to Dick, I was sick for three months. I had like breakouts everywhere. Like it was so bad. Just allergic to that cum, man. It wasn't, he didn't even come in me or anything. Like it was just men. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, fair. We can be allergic to men.
0: And I went to the gynecologist, actually. I had like a women's health check uh, this past week. And uh, she was like, oh, is there anything you want to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I guess now's the fucking time to do it. So I was like, yeah, you know, like my pH balance like has never really been on track. And she was asking a bunch of questions. And she was like, oh, well, when's the last time that you know, you, you weren't having sex for a while and you kind of got to, was it still happening in that time period? And I was like, um, when I wasn't sexually active, <laughs> what, <laughs> you know? And she looked she at like, me and she was kind I mean, I said it more professionally, but I was like, yeah, I really haven't not been sexually active since I've started having sex. Right. Um, and then I also was like, he also like doesn't necessarily pull out and she, it was all very professional, but at the same time, she was probably like, fucking whore (laughs) she's like well (laughs) can I suggest to you I think she called it's called refresh (laughs) so if anyone has a nasty pussy like myself um it's this product called refresh you can buy it over the counter I've yet to go get it but apparently it's just like some type of like gel you put inside you and it's supposed to monitor but I don't know if that's really gonna help after like five days of just straight cum. so I hope they have better luck than I do but (laughs) But, okay, was pulling out a thing, I'm sure, or, like, condoms was probably a part of what you guys did? So,
1: we had um, part of our whole huge conversation that most poly people have um, yeah. is is that conversation, and, like, other couples have that, too, like, here's my tests, like, mm-hmm. what do you want, how do you feel about this, um, and because we had talked about it we decided that we were going to be it's called like fluid bonding which sounds very uh-huh. gross but essentially um i was not looking to date anyone else they were not looking to bring anyone else into the equation so we decided okay. that all all of our fluids could mix and it was a not a problem
0: okay but i love that because that's not even really a conversation that i really ever have with Partners until after the fact that fluids have already like already mixed and you're like oh hey are you on birth <laughs> control right. mm-hmm. yeah and I'm like yeah an IUD and I always joke because <clears throat> the first time well the conversation started the first time I met my boyfriend because we met through Tinder and then we like went to a nightclub and it was actually really fun we like spent the night dancing and then at the end he was like obliterated which I didn't know he looked fine to me but he was like I assume we're having sex tonight. And I was like, okay, well, you have condoms, right? But in reality, I'm like, who are condoms? But anyway, I was like, you have condoms, right? And he's like, yeah. And so we get to the house and like, we're about to have sex. Um, And I was like, okay, well, where are the condoms? And he was like, do we really need them? And then I was dumb and was like, no, we really don't. So (laughs) maybe, you know, polyamory, I think there are a lot of learnings from polyamory or that people should apply to their... Monogamous relationship, if that's what they like want to do.
1: Oh, absolutely, and it's so it's so excruciating to even have the conversation. (laughs) Like I like it's the same like sitting around the kitchen table, and you're like bring your test results, and you're like, okay, here it is, and like full like carte blanche. Here is my shit. If you like it, like we can continue. If not, we'll have to figure something else out. And so. Like, those are so hard. They're very hard conversations to have. I'm not any mm-hmm. better at them now than I was then. They are still hard to have. And I'm, I'm on the same boat to where I'm just like, eh, condoms, like, eh, I guess after the fact. Um, but like within that relationship, it was very important that we
0: were all on the same page. So when was your first polyamorous um, situationship?
1: Um, so I was in a very weird situation right outside of high school. Um, so I was, I had my first girlfriend when I was 16, and then we dated up until I was 18. And then we were like still friends because I didn't know boundaries back then. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> boundaries we don't know. Um, and then she moved in with another mutual friend. Um, mm-hmm. and then they started dating and yeah. then, but so, because I was still talking to them and blah, 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 I, the same thing happened. I started to be included into that fold. And mm-hmm. so that's many folds,
0: the, the, of many vaginas. Many folds
1: <laughs> so many vaginas, many folds. Um, so that was the first four way or first like introduction into poly life. But I didn't know that that was the term for it. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't realize that there was anything else but monogamy. Like my parents are high school sweethearts and like, that's the only thing I knew. I thought that I was supposed to find the guy I was supposed to marry in high school and live with him forever and kind of hate my life. But (laughs) that's what I thought. (laughs) But then, you know, obviously that's not how (laughs) life works. Um, And so like I was in that relationship. So that was my first experience with Polly was within that, that group of um, two women. And then I got married to a cis men Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um, I was married for almost five years. And then I got divorced. And then a year after that divorce is when I started the relationship with the husband and wife.
0: Okay. If I ever get divorced, you're going to be the first one I go to be like, help me get through this shit (laughs) because it's a fear of mine. But at the same time, I always I'm never taking divorce off the table because I think it's really given women and men the opportunity to take a little bit more control of their life. And now it's not so much of a stigma than it used to be. Right. Um, But it's still not a desirable situation just because of all those heightened emotions but I mean it looks like you thrived afterwards. So good for right. you.
1: Luckily, like our divorce was very um pleasant. I guess the experience okay. was. Like we both agreed to it. We both like we didn't have any assets except our house that we shared. Like mm-hmm. I took the dog and cat. He took a cat. Like it was a whole thing. It was very easy to well, good untangle. So, like obviously there's still trauma associated with it. It's not an easy thing to go through emotionally physically mentally whatever um but it was a it it was needed it was
0: a needed Mm -hmm. thing to happen yeah and I also like the last point I think we have a couple more minutes but I did like the last uh one of the things you had just mentioned about you know you grew up in this military family they were their uh sweethearts um all this stuff and then you, know, you as a person developed into somebody who was polyamorous. And so I had a kind of a similar situation. I grew up in a small town. My parents, they got married when they were older, but they've always had a very luckily solid relationship. They are still married, uh, but obviously monogamous and pretty conservative. I grew up in a pretty conservative household. Uh, my parents did have the talk with me, but they my mom was still very conservative in the fact of like, you need to wait at least until you're like, old enough to make the decision probably 20s you know to have sex and you know it should be with somebody you love trying to enforce or just like suggest that be my lifestyle and I don't know I think I was just reflecting with my friend about where I became or like what could have possibly made me become such a sexual person and I think in the last episode, I had said that I'd always loved watching people, like, make out when I was younger. I thought that was, like, super cool. And, like, I always really liked moments of intimacy and watching those things. And it was, like, I was also not cute as a kid. So being ugly as shit and having no intimacy and guys not liking me back. So that combination, you know, it just makes you want it more. And I think by the time when I started getting more attention and... It wasn't the best attention but when I did start getting more attention and realizing I could get things that I wanted from guys it was kind of like okay I need to get it all and that's kind of been my entire journey with it so yeah I think that's interesting to think about <laughs> right like how
1: because my parents are definitely like this the conservative sweetheart like my sister moved out with her boyfriend before they are married married and I thought mm-hmm. that like the house was going to explode because my parents were oh, <laughs> yeah. essentially, they're like, how dare you? And then my sister got divorced from her first husband and then I got divorced. And so it's just like, they're cool with everything now. They
0: know they're not getting grandkids from me. <laughs> They've mellowed out. and So. yeah, I don't think we're getting grandkids from my sister. Like she's finally over that dumb bitch. Well, she's not as big of a dumb bitch, uh, but. You know, we all have that period where it's like, they breathed in my direction, they want me. So <laughs> she's finally getting over that hump, and um, I feel a lot better in the choices I make with partners. Though I have been, I for the most part, I've always known what was happening. And I feel like this is a trend with women, is we always know what the fuck is happening. We just don't want to believe it. Or, you know, we just... We want to be sure of our decision and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't shame anybody for it. Um, and I'm glad there's the, more of an open culture about it. And the fact that there are like TikToks now with cheating and just exposing, like that is my favorite trend to watch. It's so funny because guys think they're so slick, but it's the yeah. dumbest shit that they get caught for. And I mean, females too, but females like really think it out most of the time a lot better. So when yeah, they get absolutely. caught, I'm just like, okay, you did it to yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. but I think that's a really random but great place to stop off and thank you so much for joining me on this call like it was super glad and I I literally as soon as I thought about creating this podcast I was like I'm gonna reach out to her like I'm gonna do it so (laughs) I'm so glad you did it with me
1: on your birthday of course yes what where else would I have a quarantine birthday except on a zoom call talking to you on a humble horror podcast (laughs) on a humble horror podcast
0: it is what I am <laughs> no, I love that, so, but yeah, it was so great. Um, for those of you who are listening, if I'll probably try and do, you want to be tagged in, yeah, the episode. Okay, I always want to ask people because you know you don't know what family is following you. Uh, I blocked all my family, or I have a separate account, so it's great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you can find Stephanie's information and solicit her for a unicorn uh, yeah. encounter, maybe. <laughs> I, or just the, the most questions. magical
1: of unicorns. Yes. I'm always open for questions. It's a weird lifestyle to just like jump into. So I've yeah. navigated multiple waters
0: to be. Yeah. She's the new I guru. Am. Yes. Awesome. So yeah. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll see you on another episode of back in California. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. bye, Bye. <laughs>